Welcome to Dating Essentials with Eva, the Relationship Maker, where we talk about dating, relationships, and we answer your questions. Yes, as Kim Bingham is saying, this is a new day in your life, and every day is a new day in your life. My guest today is Dr. Julie Hafner. She's a communication coach and leadership expert, and she also has a podcast, and I'm going to have to look at this. It's called What to Say. That's the podcast name. And what she covers, it's creating first impressions, increasing influence, understanding human behavior in business. And I'm doing the, almost the same thing, not exactly like you, but I know I'm, I'm, you know, like the first impressions and how to communicate. It's so important. I know that you have also a book out there, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I what? do. It's called The Seven Tactics to Communication Completions. And it has a workbook. Actually, it's two books. There's a workbook with it where you, you basically read the book and then there's extra activities that you can do to practice what you've been reading and what you're learning. So it's great. Thanks for having me here, Eva. Oh, Appreciate it's great. It. It's great. You never know. Like, I love technology. You are in Florida, in the yes. States, in the East Coast. I'm in the West Coast. I'm in Vancouver, in, uh, in Canada. So there, are no, there is no distance. <laughs> Yeah, that's well. We finally did it. We finally connected. It proves that that asynchronous communication is possible through technology. Yeah, absolutely is, and it's interesting because you know only seven percent are words. And as I said, I speak a few languages, and for me, it's funny because some of the the words that the English language is using. It's not a bad word in my other languages. So it's so much fun for me. I have to pay extra attention, but it's good in a way because I can, I can detect when people are talking, like let's say, you know, how it goes with, uh, with uh, couples and also with people. Would you like you to tell me what you do and how you do it? Who are your clients? And I see that you definitely deal with businesses. And what is the structure and step-by-step step how you go about it? Well, I, I believe that everything begins with communication for sure. Uh, there are so many things, and, and I work with a lot of um, individuals as well, one-on-one, -on -one, because everybody's communication style is different. And remember, the majority of the message that you carry comes through nonverbal communications. It's the thing you don't say that is super important. The things you do with your body, with your mouth, with your eyes, with the, how near you are to someone. So all those things make up the, the message, whether it be truthful and understandable or inauthentic and sort of not so trustworthy. <laughs> And it's the way we build rapport, like in, like you were talking about in dating, same thing, yeah. same thing. And also the intonation, how you use it, and how you place the words in a, in a sentence, because mm -hmm. I find that that's major, especially when couples are 
quarreling and they are mad at each other and you never do that you don't do that you you uh you always mm -hmm. whatever you always never that happens a lot too because it's how you the emphasis you put on the word and which word you choose so like if somebody says you know you always do that means a whole lot of difference between you always you always do that or you always do that i mean each one has its own meaning and obviously when you're when you're in a couple situation the reduction of you messages is essential so if you are connecting with someone else even whether it's a first date or you've been married 50 years the most important thing is to avoid you messages. Take that word and throw it out and turn it around and talk about what you yourself feel, experience, or whatever. So it, it would be easier to don't say, you always do that. I hate it when you do that. Instead, you want to say, when, um, when we communicate, I just don't feel like I'm wanted or needed. Different message. And it also, you know, it forces you to soften yourself up a little bit. I know during yelling, it's hard to do, but. Or there is, there is a placement, like when you, sometimes somebody starts with, you always, and what I find that when you change the placement and you say, you know what, when you, always give me that gift or we are always you listen to me or you know it, it changes the narrative it changes the whole feel of the world mm -hmm. so it, it english language is a little screwed up language i have to tell you because <laughs> certain things when you're hearing it means something else if it's written in one way or the other way it's mm -hmm. a longer or shorter and 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 how you place it so it's really you have to be careful yeah and and you remember too as you get angry in general the rate that you speak is going to go up so in other words if you know if and i think everybody's been in this situation where you say you know george are you hearing me George, are you hearing me? What's wrong with you? Are you hearing me? And, and you get the volume goes up, the rate goes up, and pretty soon it's at the point where you don't even understand it. And then the reaction from the other person is to, to yell, to fight back because they've heard this loud, you know, angry communication. And that's what's going to happen is, is they're, they're saying, oh my goodness, somebody's yelling at me. Well, I'm going to yell back. So, so, and, and the placement, you're right, the placement of the words, the stress patterns of the words, we were just talking about you always or whatever, um, and, and how you, you know, and how you um, order your sentences can all, you know, all make a difference in how your message is taken and whether or not it's understood. So all those things work together and they're all, like I said, they're all kind of nonverbal communication skills. Just the words don't mean as much as how you put it together. Yeah, that's why it's, uh, it's how you, how you say things. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's fascinating when you listen to people and they go back in time and they talk about something that happened and they bring it to the present. 
and there are certain words that can soften that and they can uh it can make it either at the present to be and you know like special when people fight and it's 10 years ago what happened and now it's like it's a major problem what kind of words you teach your your clients to use to soften up the discussion and the, the communication well let me first address what you were talking about is is people people bring up communication styles over and over we all have a communication style so we either are are very um assertive aggressive almost aggressive and we put you know we we put it out there we are also some people are very soft and retiring i mean there's a certain communication style and each one of those styles lends itself to certain vocabulary so that's the first thing. And then the second part of this is that as far as people bringing up that communication, those people are dealing with also unresolved issues. So for example, if I bring up something that happened 10 years ago, something must have happened that I didn't resolve that because it's going to come up over and over. And especially in relationships, you know, there's a bond, there's a connection, there's a trust there. But somebody didn't, 10 years ago, didn't deal with that situation. So that's where, you know, being, and I know you do, you deal with this a lot with relationships, especially, is if you, if you need, if you're going to let it go, you have to deal with it. So your community, and then your communication about that thing is over, it's done you know unless the person does it again then you say hey i thought we dealt with this before let's not you know let's not go forward okay so let me give you a couple examples of of expressions that you can use if you know the person is is visually oriented or auditory oriented you will hear in their communication things like i hear what you're talking about auditory i i I know that, you know, I know that I heard what you said, that you'll hear that. Or if somebody is, is visually oriented, you'll hear, they'll say, I, I see what you're saying. I can envision that coming to pass, something like that. Because, and that's the connection that you can build, especially in things like sales. You know, sales is a relationship just in business, just like, real relationships. Friendships are relationships. Uh, colleague to colleague, they're all relationships. So what the words you use can help build that bridge or that bond and continue to create rapport and trust if you use the right words. Now, softening, you want to talk about a little bit softening. I think that comes from the understanding of what tact is. And, you know, we all can say things really direct and really rough but you have to think how would that person interpret what they're saying so you have to use words that are not severe i guess is the best way to put it so let me give you an example if i say to you eva you're wrong how do you feel right now it's okay i'm wrong you're, you're easy going that's why you did that but <laughs> In, in, a, in any kind of trusting relationship, you're going to be on the defensive mm -hmm. immediately. I don't care whether it's a, it's a team that's working together 
or it's a husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay, if you hear your your first your first idea is to defend yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not wrong. No, first thing, think. Why am I wrong? Can you explain it to me? Yeah. See why? And, and that's and that's why you are an image consultant because you take those skills and you help people develop better ones. So that's that's important, and you're doing the right thing. However, if you are on the the giving end of this conversation, you might want to say something like, "I'm not sure that you're correct about that." It takes it down a notch. And then the person is more likely to say exactly what you said. Why do you think that? Let's discuss it. And there you've got it right there. You've got give and take. Um, you've got even, you know, fair fighting, if you will. It's even. So those are ways you can, you know, slow it down, put the simmer on it. In other words, think how you would respond. Ask, you know, ask yourself that question. How would I feel when I say this? And if you can answer, I wouldn't get defensive. I'd be fine. Uh, chances are the other person will. But if it's a severe word, don't count on that. I count on the person's going to react and, and, you know, blindside you. Okay. Give me the boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's, but it's really important to understand that we all don't communicate in the same way. Certain, there are certain trigger words or certain target words that are really offensive. And you were, you were doing a really great job of talking about all the languages you know. And I know that not only is, are there words and ways you phrase things that make a difference, but also the body language, the nonverbal communication is different across cultures, across words, things that, and I know like England, there's certain words you can't say. I mean, I'm sure you have a couple too. I, you know, you probably love to share with your, you know, with your listeners here about words you shouldn't say in other cultures. Or things well, you there do. are a few, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, and especially if you decide to do business with uh, in another culture, it's like is so important to know going to do or not supposed to do. Don't you think a relationship and business it's exactly the same? Absolutely, because mm -hmm. look at look at look at the progression of a, of a, of a relationship, a love relationship, if you will. The first part is building rapport, getting to know each other, feeling comfortable. And then it progresses to the next stage, the give and the take, the, the deciding to continue the relationship to enhance it. And then the people get, you know, get married or whatever, they're living together and the relationship continues. Look at a business relationship. You meet that, that client, or that prospect or whoever, and you build rapport, you build trust, you get to know each other. I mean, it goes to the same thing. So you're absolutely right when you're, when you're saying and it's the same Negotiation, thing. negotiation, everything is negotiation and communication. Absolutely, yeah. and, and it's also collaboration. The relationships yes. that stay together 
are collaborative. The business relationships that stay together are collaborative, not competitive. Because if you know that somebody's going to cut your throat, you're not so willing to, to let down your guard. And I don't care, you know, like I said, either one. And you know what? I, I, I believe that the most important, it's self-talk. How you talk to yourself, how you build yourself up, and the words you use. Like I know I have some people, they use, oh, I'm an idiot. I said, if you want me to slap you, you tell me that you're an idiot. You do an idiotic thing. But you are not an idiot because I don't think it's it's a right thing when when we talk to ourselves like that. Self-talk is a crucial skill to learn. And I've taught and I teach people self-talk a lot of times because you need to separate, and this is even true in relationships too, separate the action from the actor. So if I mean, if your kid comes home and does, you know, spills milk all over the floor, he is not an idiot. He did an idiotic thing or he did a messy thing or however you want to express it, but it's not him. It's the action that you're commenting on and make it really clear, especially children. They don't have those self-talk skills that they can, you know, that they can rely on. We as adults, I mean, either we're good at it or we're not, but it's, you know, they're learning how to self-talk. So you want to create that. I don't like what you did, but I still love you. And I think in relationships, same thing. I may not like what my quote unquote husband, boyfriend did, but I still care for him. I still love him or her, whatever it is. So I think that's a, that's the key distinction that you need to make sure you're you're making every time. It's interesting because many times I talk to, uh, to men and they bring from their childhood that insecurity that I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it's so imprinted by the parents. And I think there should be a parenting school before anybody has kids. I yeah, like so like they so they can learn how to communicate with their children, how to build them up. Yeah. So they, they are confident when they grow up. You're, you're so right, because think about it. How many positive messages do we receive in a day? <laughs> Don't ask me now. <laughs> and let's and let's go and let's go to the other end. How many negative messages do you get? Thousands. The brain is hardwired to be noticing and targeting and, and taking in negativity. That is our self-protection system from, you know, the early days of cavemen. Keep you safe. Keep you staying away from that red fruit that's poisonous. You know, don't eat that. Don't eat that. That is, that is our self-protection survival skill. So we don't, we're still hardwired like that one, even though we think we're in, you know, 2020 or whatever, we keep that going. That's, that's inside of us way in the, you know, in lower regions of the, the hindbrain. I mean, way back in there. So we do that. And when we have negative messages all the time, we change how we interact. 
So the couples, the relationship that constantly say negative things, they see negative things, they hear negative things, and they're more likely to, to match and mirror those back to that person. So if you're in a, if you're in a working situation, you're a boss or a manager, you want to find something that's positive because what you want to do is you want to increase that behavior. Why would you want to increase the negative, you know, in any relationship? And there are a few words I would take it out of the vocabulary, like shouldn't, couldn't. I think those are like such a limiting words for people. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's very true because again, here's the negative section, you know, and, and it, you can, you can express it differently. Like, like in Japanese, they don't have the word no. Interesting. Interesting. You know, how do you express yourself without the word no? They, they've been doing it for, you know, centuries. They do in, well. Instead of can't, I want. It's my, it's a choice. Then it's a choice. It's not, it doesn't come from a, from a weak standpoint. Yeah. To show your strength, especially in couples, we're back to this couple thing, but in, in a couple situation, most, especially women, I hate to pick on us because we do this. We are givers and we don't ask for what we want. We don't verbalize that our you know our needs and our desires because we were again we're sort of hardwired to be the nurturer and we're the givers so we forget that it's not us last it's equal you know we need to be able to say i need to have this or i would like to have this in the future or when i feel bad i want you to whatever and I think that's, and that's, that's the key here is to put the communication to use in the most functional way to get you the best results. Absolutely. <laughs> I had such a fun time talking to you. I think we covered quite a few, a few words. And if people are listening, they're going to think about next time, what they're going to say to themselves or the other person. And, um, they're going to improve their relationship in one way or the other. So uh, I'm so looking forward. We said we're going to have another. Uh, yeah, another I would podcast. love to come back for sure. Yeah. And I hope everyone will catch the What to Say podcast on Millionaire Flicks because I always work on communication skills and have people learn what to say. And you can contact me on the same, the same, uh, email i have actually what to say podcast at gmail.com i'd love to hear comments i'd love to you know uh, talk to you and or any of your audience and you know ideas for future shows hey i'm i'm open so take care and until next time be gentle be safe and don't forget there is no happiness without love love yourself first and love your partner. Thank you for listening and this day it's a new day in your life.